0: This is the Naidiculous Podcast. I am your host, Renee Sagan, and on today's episode, I learned how to do the maintenance on my car, or at least how to manage the maintenance on my car. For years, I haven't known how to do that, and today I invited my friend Eric, who I've been friends with for over 20 years, to share with you all and me what we need to do to ensure that we are not getting screwed over when we bring our car to Pep Boys or wherever your car gets serviced. I'm excited for this to be the first show that I share with you. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe on SoundCloud and on Apple Podcasts. Also, follow the Nadiculous YouTube channel um, at Nadiculous, N-A-E-D-I-C-U-L-O-U-S. You can also follow me at Renee Sagan on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. It's Renee with the Nadiculous Podcast, and we are recording our first episode. I need to insulate this place. I think, yeah, because there's a lot of echo. I would, just, which is Put what stuff on the walls. That's just so much work. I might record back there because it's probably
1: more insulated. I'm telling you, just because there's, there's this there's is a the the garage. Wall. That's the one. <laughs> for real, though. No, tile walls, flat uh, tile tile floors, flat walls. No sound. All the sound echoes. Is... You just hang pictures with thumbtacks.
0: Well, I can't right here. This is like. Nothing. Like, so, like, right there, watch, knock on that. That'll open right up.
1: Yeah.
0: That's why it's so cold in here.
1: Yeah.
0: But I think, well, so I tried to hang something in there, and it wasn't on a beam. Like, there's, like, nut like... Yeah, that's why I said, it's just actually, light
1: pictures. Not, like, you're not trying to hang, like, a Van Gogh in here. Well, <laughs> I'm not gonna buy
0: a Van Gogh. Yeah. I could. I'm just you know, saying, like, because even in my house, I just put thumbtacks and hang a picture. Which is, like, so this right here is... Because this is a main beam or whatever. Yeah, yeah.
1: that heavy ass mirror. Yeah, you can have yeah. To hang that on something. But like normal things, like a normal picture, like a family picture and a normal frame and everything. Mm, family picture, sure. Or I have a puzzle, a family puzzle. Perfect.
0: <laughs> anyway, my friend Eric is here. Um, as I told you guys, the new, um, the new format of the the show is to get somebody on here to teach me how to do something to make my life better. And Eric is my. But the background is I've known Eric since I was 16 years old. So Eric knows a lot of secrets. If you ever want to email him and ask him, you can. Um, he's also known as somebody that kidnapped me when I was 17 years old and never brought me home, which is actually a true story. But we really were. We went to the beach. Yeah. We went to the beach. Right. Yeah. But my mom does not know. I don't think she even knows. She knows your name. But she doesn't know, like, she, only knows me as the guy she never is like, like Eric with the two kids and the wife and the really, like, been married a really long time. It's no. Eric, like, picked you up. And never got yeah. Anyway, so I brought Eric on because Eric is um, my pseudo-husband and he helps me do things <laughs> such as hang things or when I needed something fixed. He hung the curtain in my house. And he also has this really kind of amazing car that I could hear from down the street. What kind of car
1: is it? It's a Dodge Ram 2500 diesel. Yeah.
0: And his, his car has more followers than I do on Instagram. <laughs> it's uh, But it's a real, like... So I figured... Here's the thing. I have no clue how to maintain my car. I literally only know to put gas in it, right? Which is whatever. And then... Is that comfortable? Is that checking? Yeah, that's fine. Um, and, and to get an oil change, but only in reaction to when the light comes on is when I get my oil. Like, I am not proactive at all. Like, yeah. I
1: have no... Well, fortunately for newer cars, you don't really have to be. Most right. of those cars are like oil changes in 7,000 to 10,000 miles. Well, so let me give you a little context. I need to change my front light
0: bulb, right? My right... my Yeah, my right headlight. And the guy at Pep Boy said it was going to cost $100, $4 for the light bulb and $96 to install it because they have to, like, remove something or whatever. Yeah. And I, Renee, was like, that seems like a lot of money. Right? That Um, can't be right.
1: It depends on your car. Some of the cars are harder to get into than others. So sometimes you do have to take apart a lot of the front inside to get to the light (laughs) bulb. So I think that's what has to happen. Yeah, yeah. But whatever.
0: Anyways, that's what Eric's going to teach us today. Um, Basically, what I said was I changed the format of the podcast because... I feel like sometimes people choose to be dumb in their lives and they don't, um, such a mean thing to say, but like people choose not to ask their community for help or like, I think people stay at the same station. Like we all know people like that, right? Like Mm -hmm. they never be better. They never be better. They never get better because they don't ever want to educate themselves. And for me, I feel like I've really kept a really good community of people around me. Like, I've known Eric. I don't have friends that are new. Like, I'm actually bad at making new (laughs) friends. Like, you have new friends. Like, I don't have... All my friends have known me for over 10 years. Like, and you've known me for over 20. So, like, right? Over 20. Over 20.
1: (laughs) Like, 23 or something like that.
0: Yeah. Like, so... So, I could do a whole podcast with several of my friends. I should probably have (laughs) Allie on the podcast because... Allie, if you're listening, Eric's at my house again and you haven't been here yet. <laughs> but um, about like how we keep, we basically keep our friendship going. Number one, because Eric's wife, he married a good wife, which is good. Because if we didn't like her, oh, yeah. that would suck. But also, she's extremely good about making it consistent. Her and Allie, I think, are really good about like, we're going to breakfast or whatever. And then dragging they in. I know, and then always giving me the wrong time so that I get there on time. So they tell me the time is like 30 minutes actually advance of the time, so I get there on time, but I'm working on it. Anyway, so today I'm going to ask you a couple questions about how, just basic things on how to not get screwed over when I go to Pep Boys. Yeah. There's that. But everybody that comes on the show gets asked five different questions, okay. and you can answer them. Don't you feel famous right now? I am. Okay. If you, you are. <laughs> what are, if you were to create the soundtrack of your life, what are three tracks that you would put on the soundtrack
1: of your life? You know, I, I read these questions. This is like the hardest one for me. I really? Don't, I don't really listen to music. I mean, I, I mean, I have it on. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. A lot of people say that. Yeah. But I have it on, but it's just like, it's not really that important to me. So there's
0: not a song that you're like, oh, like that
1: song gets me. Uh <sighs> I don't know. I guess if I had to pick, I would say probably like Seven Nation Army from the White Stripes. I don't know that song. <laughs> See? What is- and, then, uh, and then probably Ra- like the rest would be from Rage Against the Machine.
0: You know that they're getting back together and they're going to get Coachella? Yeah. I don't really care that much. Oh. <laughs> I, d- I can't see you at a festival, Eric, but I don't Yeah, I can't do festivals, so I'm not. I'm okay with that. It's too, well, it's a lot of dirty people, I feel. Not just
1: that, but just, it's too much going on, and... A
0: lot of people you can't, I just, there's a lot. I also feel like kids do a different level of drugs mm. that, not that we ever did any drugs <laughs> on record, but kids do a different level. Like, they mix the major stuff.
1: I guess my problem is I can never just, like, in a public place like that, I can't let go. Uh, so I have this, like, radar system that's always on. So yeah. it's like uh, I get nervous there. Especially if when I'm with people I know. Yeah. Because then I feel like I have to watch them. Right. So I don't like them. That's
0: all fact. You probably have to watch me. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that, that is true. I could get lost. Facts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. I would have to listen to those things because I have no clue. I've never listened to a single Rage Against the Machine anything. No, oh, well, it's pretty
1: hard rock, so I don't know that.
0: And the guy from The White Stripes scares me. That's Jack White, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, Jack White. Yeah,
0: he's kind of scary looking. He looks like Edward Scissorhands. Yeah,
1: he does.
0: Yeah, so...
1: They're like twins.
0: Ooh. He <laughs> also dated Renee Zellweger, which is weird because I feel like ugly guys can totally date really
1: beautiful women. Well, yeah, I guess so. If you're in, the, in that industry, I guess.
0: Yeah. Um, what is... The, your McDonald's order if you were to go to
1: McDonald's. I haven't been to McDonald's in seven years.
0: This is what I actually said. This is why we started recording because I was like, what? How are we <laughs> even friends? So, and then I said, don't you miss it because I'm just chubby for life because I know exactly what I would order, which I have two orders at McDonald's, but like depending on how I feel that day. But why don't you go to McDonald's?
1: I, the food is disgusting to me. You never even, when you were like a little kid, were like, I want a happy meal? No. Really? No, I've never liked McDonald's. But there's another, I mean, the reason I don't go is just I can't, I don't eat a lot of fast food. So you don't drive through anywhere? Pretty much. Chick-fil-A. Okay. What's your Chick-fil-A order? (laughs) Uh, Roll by. I know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What is your, like, go-to? What's your go-to, I want to, like, have a good meal order? You're going to say Reese's, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, tell me.
1: So fast food, I'd say Chick-fil-A is my favorite, and I Uh usually just get the spicy chicken sandwich. Okay. Do you get it with the bacon? No, no. Just the sandwich. What sauce do you choose at Chick-fil-A? I don't put sauce on the sandwich, but... Oh? No. Just mm. the pickles and spicy chicken sandwich. Questioning our friendship. Right. <laughs> I put ketchup on the fries. No, but you don't choose the little sauces, like Polynesian Chick-fil-A? Only if I get uh, chicken nuggets, and then I get the Polynesian sauce. Not the Chick-fil-A sauce. Mm.
0: Nice. Yeah. I, um... Have you tried the Popeye chicken sandwich?
1: No. It's better than the chicken. You should I'll, I'll do you it like go. Popeyes? I do. Yeah, yeah. I go yeah. to Popeyes before KFC. I
0: agree with that. I don't like Popeyes' sides, though. Really? Mm-mm. Man. I think they taste gross. I think they're really salty.
1: The rice and red beans, that's my favorite. Ew.
0: I think that's gross because probably I want ripe rice. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That. But they, like, I don't like any of their sides gross. But whatever.
1: But McDonald's, I, like, my kids get it every now and then with their, when they're friends or whatever. And i tried it recently, and it makes me sick.
0: Not even the French
1: Like chicken nuggets, anything. It makes me nauseous.
0: God, that's like my favorite thing from there, is chicken
1: nuggets. Yeah, it used to be mine when I was a kid. It would be like the only thing I would ever eat there.
0: So, next question. What would you say is your biggest personal accomplishment over the years, besides raising really good humans? <laughs> because Eric does have really good human kids that are actually really funny. And both of his kids, I actually, I feel like they're my little friends. I don't think that I'm their friend. <laughs> but they're really, like, good humans. But what would you say is? Uh,
1: that would have to be it. I think, like, you know, raising my kids and stuff like that.
0: Which is and... very surprising given both of our, like, our family history. <laughs> yeah. Not to get into that. Right. But, like, is raising good human kids, especially
1: with... Well, I brought on, like. I made them free thinkers, which makes yeah. them a little bit more sarcastic assholes than mm-hmm. most children. <laughs> also factual. <clears throat> Haley more than oh, Anthony. <laughs> uh, Anthony is, but he hides it better because oh, he, he's more used to dealing with adults. Uh huh. Haley has no filter. His daughter wants to be a coroner. No,
0: coroner. Yeah, coroner. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Just so weird. She out. likes
1: medical stuff,
0: but not people. Right. Alive people, I should say. So she wants to deal with dead people. Right. I like it. Yeah. Um. What is one thing you think you've learned from me? This is a weird question because then you have to tell me. But I don't know if there's anything. I happened. know what it is. What is it?
1: How to be nice to people.
0: Shut up. Oh.
1: Yeah. Okay. Oh. Because I'm not. I have no filter either. That's where my daughter gets it from.
0: Oh. So I'm
1: mean to people. Well, they think I'm mean, but I'm really just overly truthful.
0: Yes. Very true. Eric also has a keen ability to make me feel like I don't know anything but 90% of the time it's because I really don't know yeah it's not something. to
1: be mean to you it's just
0: it's just I really don't know yeah, a lot so, of
1: things Nea is like my nice meter
0: <laughs> but I feel like I'm a jerk sometimes
1: not even close to my level oh <laughs> that's nice we watched uh, Rick and Morty me and my son were watching Rick and Morty and I found out Rick I don't know if you've ever seen the cartoon but Rick is my spirit animal I'm going to have to watch it. Just watch one episode and you'll be like, oh yeah, that's Eric. Okay. He's the grandfather,
0: by the way. Nice. I feel like when we get older, you're totally going to come into your greatest, like, kids get off the lawn. Yeah. (laughs) The whole plan is that Kim and Eric, and I don't know why it's their responsibility, Kim is is Eric's wife, is to find us a plot of land and we'll have a commune (laughs) and I will visit there because I have a feeling there's not going to be any internet there
1: or any type no, of... No, the internet. Of course, man.
0: But Look. I feel like it's going to be in, like, open area and, like, camping and I don't Some know. I'm one of those know.
1: crazy guys that actually goes on the internet and finds out, like, real information instead of just, like, cat memes and stuff like that. <laughs> I love cat memes. See?
0: Have you seen um, that new Gerard Butler movie? Not like it's what Angel Has Fallen.
1: No, I didn't see oh. it. Oh. Well,
0: yeah. But Gary Busey's in that movie and he plays this guy who's in, like, the woods but he's got, like, this high-tech woodsy... Yeah, yeah,
1: that'll be me. Yeah.
0: yeah, I feel like there'll be, like, all this militia stuff and... And a moat. Yeah, he totally has a moat See? and he has, like, all of these traps and then the actual house isn't up... I'm totally yeah, yeah. not giving away the movie. It's underneath.
1: It's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. That's what everyone thinks. Exactly
0: what you're gonna do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll be a nice house on top, though. I feel like if we do end up going into World War Three, Eric's my guy because I don't know how to ride a bike. <laughs> so I feel for some reason I feel like if we go to war versus zombie apocalypse, I'll need to know how to ride a bike. But if I find you Yeah, we'll just... be no worries. Exactly. Zombie Apocalypse. So your topic is to help teach me how so what is the main basics of what I should know about my car? Like if I needed to like make a make like a checklist, what should I do?
1: Um, with newer cars, they almost tell you everything. So They've told me and I wasn't listening. I really don't know. So, I mean, the main things are, with newer cars, I'd say anything past, like, 2010-ish, you know. um, I mean, put gas in it and oil changes and rotate your tires.
0: When should I be doing that? I've had that car for three years. I don't think I've
1: Oh, and change your windshield wipers once a year. I just got my windshield wipers changed. Yeah, just change them every year. When Costco puts those windshield wipers at Costco and they're, like, $6 for a windshield wiper, just change them.
0: Is it easy to change your windshield wipers? Like,
1: I could do it? Oh, anyone could do it. Once you, when someone shows you how, it's, like, the easiest thing ever. Sometimes someone has to show you how. So change your windshield wipers once a year, one Costco, put that's, like, that's your ticker? I mean, yeah, because Costco only puts them in there seasonally. Mm-hmm. So when you see them in there, you just buy them. Like, yeah. <laughs> don't even buy them. So you buy, like, them in bulk, or, like, they sell no, no, them just they just you buy one three. so every blade is different. So your two windshield wipers in the front, they're different sizes. Huh. So they have a little book there and you find your car and it tells you which windshield wipers to buy? There's a book there. Yeah, yeah. Right I've never windshield bought wipers.
0: windshield wipers where like by itself, I've always just gone to somewhere and said yeah, yeah.
1: And put these in for me.
0: I probably have spent a stupid amount of money. Huh? Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. So windshield wipers once a year. Oil change every seven thousand miles.
1: Well whatever your car tells you. So some cars are more and some cars are less. Like, yeah. So the newer cars are usually seven to ten thousand miles, usually like seventy five hundred. Mm-hmm. Which is a dump ton of miles. I mean, just to give you an example, in my motorcycle, I change it every 3,000. Right. Right.
0: I feel like my car, sometimes I feel like my car is hustling me, though. Because I'm like, I can't need an oil change already.
1: So oil oil changes are actually based either on mileage or time. Uh Uh-huh. So actually, it's whichever comes first. So if you don't do a ton of, like, commuting miles or Uh whatever, a lot of times your time will come up before your mileage. Right, which I do commute a crap ton right now. Yeah, so you'll probably hit mileage before time. Right. But, like, my mother-in-law, she's time, always. She never touches the mileage. Because she ne- She only... She yeah. drives, like, three miles every day or whatever. Right, 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 like, Okay. So Why is
0: it time? Because, it like, does it dry up?
1: It doesn't dry up. Uh, most oils now are synthetic. They're not actually from, like, you know, petroleum products anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are still some like that, but a full synthetic is actually laboratory made Mm -hmm. and so they break down over time Mm -hmm. and basically I mean 7,500 miles or usually like what is it 6 or 10 months or something like that Mm -hmm. so either once or twice a year depending on what your actual like oil is and who made it and where you got it and stuff like that
0: when should I you said I need to rotate my tires which here's true story the only reason why I had to buy a tire the last time was because my tire was leaking yeah And then there was like a, there was like a nail in it. And then he was like, you should probably buy two of these.
1: And I was like, okay. Yeah, you usually buy your tires, as long as you're not all-wheel drive, you usually buy them in sets of two. Okay. So usually like, usually, because usually what runs out first are your drive tires. Mm -hmm. So most cars, especially if you own anything that's foreign, like Asian, or Mm -hmm. are front-wheel drive. Which means the front tires are actually the ones driving your car.
0: What is the Lexus? Is the, the Lexus is I'm, basically a
1: Toyota. Yeah, which I'm pretty sure that thing is front-wheel drive. Okay. So anyways, your front tires will always wear out first. Mm-hmm. Just like your front brakes will always wear out first. Mm-hmm. So usually you change your drive tires, is what they're called, because mm-hmm. they're your tires that push your car or pull your car or whatever. Mm-hmm. You usually change those in sets, because you don't really want like one drive tire that's good and one that's really bad, mm-hmm. because it'll actually wear one out faster. Okay. Uh, but a good check, usually like, I don't know, If you put a penny, if you put a penny upside down, so the head is facing, you know, like he's upside down, Mm -hmm. in the tread of your tire, as long as the head, Abraham's Lincoln head, the top of it, isn't showing, you're okay. Huh. I'm going
0: to, I feel like I need new tires.
1: Yeah. So if if you uh, put that in there, and his head, if the tire, basically his head is showing all the way, Mm -hmm. you need new tires.
0: Okay. And then what they generally do is put my back tires in the front. And then the new tires... No, no. Yeah, they, they go,
1: actually corner them. They actually... Your driver's side rear goes to your passenger's side front. Okay. And then your passenger's side rear goes to your driver's side front and then in reverse the other way.
0: And when, how often should I be, Oh, only I just check it with a penny.
1: Uh, rotation should be done every 5000 So basically when you get an oil change, you should rotate your tires. Oh, okay. And really what's more important for tire wear is air pressure, and nobody ever checks that. <laughs> right, I can't, I can't, I know how to. So in case you don't know, gas stations, as long as you put gas in there, they have to let you use the air for free. Okay, so, and I, I do know that I could see the air pressure on the,
0: like, it says PSL, PSI? PSI, yeah, pounds <laughs> oh, per square. Inch. <laughs> yeah. Pounds per square inch. So I do know that that's on the tire,
1: yeah. and I need... So, even better than that, in cars, if you open your driver's side door, Mm -hmm. right on the inside of your door, there's actually a sticker there with a little tire on it, and it tells you what the pressure in your tire is supposed to be.
0: Huh. See, they did not tell me this at the dealership. Yeah.
1: And so, every car, you should have a tire, like a little tire-like pressure gauge in there. Uh Uh-huh. You should have one in your glove box. Okay. So, that when you go to the gas station, you put gas in, and you're, you know... Tire pressure tells you it's a little low or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. You could check it with a normal gauge because the one at the gas station is usually broken. Right. And I
0: also feel like I know how to put air in my tires, but I also feel like sometimes I do it wrong. Like, I know I'm supposed to put the little thing on top of it, but, like, sometimes it, like, sometimes I don't think I'm, like, hitting it right or whatever.
1: So when you put that on, you should hear air releasing as you're pushing it on, and then when you get it on all the way, that air should stop. Okay. So if you're not holding it all the way down and air still sounds like it's leaking out, that means you're not on all the way. You're basically holding the stem sideways or something and you're not yeah. sealing it. Because you have to seal it with the with the um you know, the compressor, basically. Okay. So that way it puts air in there. But tire pressure is actually more important not only for your tires wear life and how they wear, but actually for gas mileage. So if you keep your tire pressure at the rate at the recommended that they have in the sticker in your car, Uh you actually get the recommended gas mileage that you're supposed to get out of your car. If you don't, then you usually get lower.
0: I legit right now am like, I know none of this. (laughs)
1: Like, at
0: all. Like, I feel like I should have asked you this way sooner. I have no, like, there are things in my head like I was like, oh, crap, I'm not, nope, not done that.
1: Yeah. Mm -mm, Not done that. Like, t- changing your own tires, you know how to do that.
0: I do know how to do that. I know how I to... I do-
1: my kids how to do that. Get so. a
0: sp- I, know how to, I know how to change a spare... I don't know if I know how to do it on the new car, though.
1: Yeah. I knew
0: how to do it on the on the Corolla, because that would... Whatever, because it was the easiest The only
1: difference is where you put the jack. So that's the hardest part is usually about where the jack sits in your car. Right. right underneath it, I mean. Well, the other thing, too, is it has a little lug nut, like,
0: key. Yeah. And so I don't know how to use that.
1: Oh yeah, that's just you put on the end of your, you know, the breaker bar, basically. The little like yeah, cross it usually things. sits in there, and then mm. so you can actually latch onto those. Because what they are is they're um, they're called keys, basically. So yeah. That someone doesn't come by and just steal your tires. Mm-hmm. Not that you can't get hold of those keys at Pep Boys, but
0: oh, they make it sound like if you lose it, it's gonna cost hundreds of dollars. Whatever. Is that not true? It's not true. People like
1: to lie. I guess. Yeah, I mean. Always, mechanics always will take advantage of people if they can. I guess that's why usually I, I only go to mechanics I trust or know.
0: Yeah, I might need a, like a recommendation
1: on a mechanic. Actually, there's one great in your area on your commute to work. Oh. it's uh, called A Plus Japanese Auto. I know the guy who's the uh, um, he's like the service manager there. Uh-huh. Yeah, I shall go. Um, what is a tune-up,
0: and when do you need one? <laughs>
1: Tune-ups is an old word from older cars. Mm -hmm. It actually has to do with like when they take your head off, the top of your engine off, and actually check all the spacing between all the lifters and stuff like that. What does a
0: lifter do? (laughs) Is that like your um, your hydraulic? No.
1: No. So So your engine has um, pistons in it, and those pistons um, they have different strokes. So basically, in your your engine is called a four-stroke. So that's compression and intake and outtake and a, a firing stroke. Mm. I know this is way more. I mean, this okay. is way beyond.
0: I totally, did you see me go like,
1: yeah, I, I know. I what got it. I'm trying to break this down. My eyes
0: like, totally glazed <laughs> over <yeah>. now.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to make this simple. Uh, but it's, it's a, I mean, as I explain this part, it's really hard to understand. So anyways, when your piston goes up or down, a different valve opens on top that either let air in or out mm. or puts gas in. It depends on which stroke you're in. So those valves are mechanically timed on what's called camshafts, which are on top of most engines. Not always, but on top of most. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and those are what the lifters, So the camshaft rolls over and pushes the lifter, which lifts your valve. So anyways, those... <laughs> I know. It's a lot. So that, that, that timing is based on the gap in there. Uh-huh. Right? And so an old tune-up would be they remove the top, and they check all those gaps based on what piston is where, right? And so you check all that stuff and the timing of your car and all. New cars don't need any of that stuff.
0: So, but isn't that when they change my spark plugs?
1: Yeah, that's not a tune-up, really. That's just part of maintenance. uh, So, yeah, your spark plugs need to be changed on a certain maintenance level. And usually, they can check your spark plugs and see if they actually need it. But nowadays, cars pretty much, they've got those things so dialed in with technology that they know, like, you need to change these at this point. Like, they've worn out. So a tune-up, I guess, nowadays would be, like, I guess they would be when they flush your ac and
0: mm-hmm. coolant
1: and change your brake fluid and stuff like that but it's not so much a tune-up anymore it's just like like what they call a major service okay so there's minor service which is change your oil uh-huh. which most cars are um you know like i said seven thousand 7, to ten thousand miles depending on what car and what kind of oils in there um most transmissions now are sealed so until a hundred thousand or more miles they will never even take your transmission fluid out Oh. Yeah.
0: I'm interested to see how that works with a hybrid. I don't know.
1: So hybrids are just part electric and part motor. So your motor is actually tiny in that one. And it's Mm -hmm. usually only used to keep your batteries charged. Mm -hmm. And then they usually also incorporate some sort of um, recovery braking system, which is when you push your brakes, it actually recharges your battery. Mm -hmm. So, which is good if you do a lot of city miles. Mm Mm-hmm. Doesn't really do anything for you if you drive the highway a lot. Yeah, which is me. Yeah, right. Yeah. So your hybrid braking system is really almost worthless. Mm-hmm. And they found that Good out. Good you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, until you get to the city and then you like lights and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And it only works when you're slowing down, right? Mm-hmm. So as you depress the brakes, when you're stopped or you're not or you're moving forward, it's not, that system does nothing. So speaking of
0: brakes, how don't I have front brakes and rear brakes? yeah you have all all cars have four brakes and all discs now and where how do I know when to change those squealing okay
1: your brakes squeal okay so that noise so they have two levels so like the first one is like they're squealing like every now and then like you're just like oh I hear like a weird noise right and so you turn your radio up uh-huh. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yes. So you should turn your radio uh-huh. down and see if it's your car. If uh-huh. you hear this weird squealing noise, you should turn your radio off uh-huh. and like just lightly touch your brakes and see if there's a weird squealing noise. Mm-hmm. So at first it sounds like a little bit of a screech and then it stops. Yeah. That's letting you know you're getting to
0: Close. the end of uh-huh. your brakes, uh-huh. right?
1: If your brakes are screaming and squealing. Like, like, there's actually a piece of metal in your brakes that's a tab, and it's made to do that. So when it comes in contact, it starts to scream. Like... Like that yeah so that's the beginning oh and and if you have new brakes sometimes they do squeal like that because they have like a kind of a shifting period where they break in you know like where mm-hmm. they get settled into your, where they sit so that's so if you get brand new brakes and you hear some squealing you don't need I new brakes right, yeah. <laughs> so but like if you're you know 20 30 40 50 000, usually brakes like 50,000 miles mm-hmm. so if you're like 30,000 in and you've been really hard on your brakes lately like you've been going a lot of uphill downhill stuff and you hear some squealing you should have them checked Okay. Right. But how will I know if it's my rear brakes? Is this when I'm backing up? So rear brakes are usually changed. Usually no. You get it's not when I'm backing up, is it? <laughs> your rear brakes and your front brakes always work together. Oh. <laughs> but most of, your, most of your braking is done in the front. So usually you'll go through two sets of pads in the front and then one set in the rear. So mm-hmm. usually, like, your first set are only in the front. Okay. And then what will happen is the second time you need brakes in the front, you usually need them in the rear. So...
0: I'm always afraid to have someone check them because I feel like they're going to be like, yeah, you need them. (laughs) But I don't, right? Like, but I don't, I don't feel like I need them now. I was actually concerned because I was like, I haven't gotten my brakes checked on this car in like three years, right? Or no, I've had the car for two years. And then, but I haven't had my brakes changed, right? Mm -hmm. But I did recently hit like, I think it's 30,000 miles on this car.
1: Okay.
0: Which is like probably, I don't hit the brakes a lot. Because I'm I'm driving a lot, like I don't like. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: You know what I mean? I had when I used to have the
1: MPV though, I rode that thing until like the brakes <laughs> were so, like metal on metal. Yeah, that's bad. I Super know. Super bad. Because then you need rotors. And something I found out weird is like some companies require you to change both together. Like Volkswagen wants you to change the rotors, which is the actual like round part, uh-huh. and then the pads together. And I'm like, that's a waste of. You know, but it has to do with like weight ratios and stuff like that. So they shave a lot of that off, but. Um, that's why I say it's hard with brakes because they're really like super important to your car. Yeah. (laughs) Stopping is important someone. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. you really need to go to someone you trust, you know, like, like I said, and have them look at it because it's easy for someone to lie to you about your brakes. Right. Unless you know know. enough about them, right? Like, you know, like how many millimeters wide they're supposed to be and Uh how many millimeters they're supposed to be changed at. Uh-huh. Which is basically the length that they're at. So when they first start, they're X amount of millimeters wide, and then at when they're supposed to be changed, it was within the last like 25 percent, basically. So, but you'd have to know all that, mm-hmm. and then someone easily could lie to you about it, right? Yeah, I
0: also have very little face filter, and you can always tell when I'm like, huh? Like yeah. you can tell, like yeah, even yeah. in our yeah. conversation now. So I think that they totally are like, yeah, Renee, you need new brakes yeah. and a new
1: like. Yeah. And if you go to someone who's this like and you know, I'm like, okay, let's get it. Yeah, yeah. And you need then I'm happy. two of these turbos in your car. I know. <laughs>
0: They're like, you need some nitrous. Like, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: You need this racing gas. <laughs> I
0: know, which they could totally get me for. Right. So, um, is it, so I'm one of the other questions I have was any way I can save money? But it, clearly, I should check my tire pressure.
1: Yeah. So if you really want to save a ton of money, and a lot of people are like, man, probably like ninety percent of people don't do this, tire pressure. Okay. Seriously.
0: And apparently, it's on the inside of my door.
1: Yeah, it tells you right when you open your when your driver's side door, there's a sticker in there. It has a little picture of a tire on it. Uh-huh. And it actually tells you what your front and rear tire pressure because sometimes they're different. And you mentioned keeping a,
0: t- a tire gauge in your glove compartment. Anything else you would, re- you would recommend? Someone like me who's in the car a lot would keep in their car.
1: Yeah, I would put like um, some sort of safety device if you ever do have to pull over on the side of the road. Like let's say you get a flat tire or whatever. Something, either, like, one of those reflective triangles mm-hmm. or, you know, something. Or like, they make all those, like, LED beacon lights, but, you know, battery-powered stuff. It's mm-hmm. like you don't can ever trust that, really. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Usually, I just keep a, a reflective triangle in my car. Mm-hmm. In all the cars that I own, I put them in there. Jumper cables. Mm-hmm. So, they make these yeah. kit, Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, tire pressure gauge, jumper cables, a small first-aid kit. Mm-hmm. Uh, only because, you know, you're changing your tire, you're more than likely going to bust your knuckle or mm-hmm. cut your finger open or something, and it's nice to be able to put a band-aid and some antiseptic on that, you uh-huh. know? Um, you know, not, like, you don't need, like, a huge first aid kit, just mm-hmm. a little tiny thing. Um, you know, things like that. I keep zip ties. And mm-hmm. Why do you take. keep zip ties? I don't know. Maybe something falls off and you need to zip tie it back on. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Like a little emergency stuff, you know?
0: Yeah. That's not an emergency I think I would be in. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not going to zip tie my muffler. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not going to be in my kit. Right, yeah, yeah. My kit will probably have, like, yeah. a band-aid yeah. and, like, After, like, a flashlight.
1: A small first aid kit. I would keep a small first aid kit. One of those little, like, um, uh, what do they call them? Little, like, reflector Michigan Yeah, so uh, emergency triangle, I guess, uh-huh. is what they usually are. And they fold up now, so usually they're just, like, flat things that you keep in there. A pair of gloves sometimes is nice, you know, mm-hmm. like working gloves. A tire pressure gauge. Um, and jumper cable. Jumper, okay.
0: Not a flashlight.
1: Flashlight, yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to say. One of those, like, little um, air pressure... Like little pumps, you know, they make those little tiny ones you plug into your 12-volt. They don't really pump that well, but uh-huh. they're, they're great for, like, you put your spare tire and you find out it's flat a little bit, mm-hmm. like it's a little low, you can put some air in there, you know, before I you start driving it. away. Little air compressors mm-hmm. are tiny. They're about the size of your phone. Mm-hmm. A little fatter, but mm-hmm. and they usually have built-in flashlights and stuff like that on them. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. I will never,
0: as much as I know how to take a tire, <laughs> I will call someone. Just because I always, I'm nervous because I've never done it before. Yeah, yeah. Like, so I would rather, if you drive the 680, they do free roadside assistance.
1: Well, they take you off the freeway. What do you mean? Like, the truck comes and he he tows you off the freeway for uh free. Like, but he doesn't help you.
0: Yes, he does.
1: Uh, well, maybe he helps you. He's never helped me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sometimes I show a little cleavage, yeah, and I'm like, can you please all me help me? It's different for
1: girls, too. So.
0: I'm almost always crying when it happens, because that's happened to me twice okay. on the 680, which is probably a little too much, right? No, but, not
1: really. um, But, like... Not with the potholes nowadays.
0: They, um, they... You call, like, I think it's 311 or 511, and I they come... I
1: 311
0: or... I don't know. I think 511's for digging. For digging? For, <laughs> for digging what? Like,
1: like I need backyard. a shallow grave. What? Like in your backyard. They can, the city will dig for you? No, mean. no. They just tell you not to hit a gas line. They show you where the gas lines are. Stuff like that. Oh. Do you know that you can get free junk pickup? The yeah. City? I didn't know that. Yeah, but it's only a certain size. Oh. And only once a year, I think. I can't remember. Yeah. I don't know. Okay.
0: Anything else that we should know? I've asked all of my questions.
1: Um, I always recommend to people, when you get in your car, lock the doors before you started? Why? Just because it's safer.
0: Do you know that I was in the city and someone, we were working at a cafe and someone stole, this has nothing to do with a car, whatever, but someone did tell me that I have too much stuff in my car because you know there's always clothes oh, in my yeah, car. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they said in the city people like break into cars. Well, San
1: Francisco is like the number one spot right now for uh, like for breaking into people's cars.
0: So... I always have, like, extra clothes in there, like, whatever. I, for whatever reason. I just, I don't know why I get naked when I get in my car, <laughs> right? But we were sitting at a cafe, and the, gr- the girl was sitting with her hands on the computer. Some guy walked in, I promise you. And just took it? He snagged it from under. Why are you not surprised? This is scary to me that you don't get surprised. But I was freaking baffled.
1: Yeah, so, that's what I'm saying. So, like, your most vulnerable time when you get in your car. So, these are a couple of things. So new cars, right? When you unlock your car with the little beeper, uh-huh. make sure that it only unlocks your driver's side so you can do a setting in your car to turn that off. Uh-huh. So that it doesn't unlock the whole car. Because there's nothing worse than your car's in a parking lot and you can't see the other side of it, right? And because yeah. God forbid who walks around their car before they get in it. Right. So <laughs> So you unlock the doors, right? Yeah. And all the doors unlock. True. So Including you're, my trunk. Everything, right? Uh-huh. So basically you're opening your door to get in. You know, and you got your purse and everything, so you're fiddling with that. And while you're doing all that stuff, some guy got in your backseat. And you just don't know.
0: That's So I I have a huge fear of that just because of Kate fear. Do you remember that?
1: Well, it happens a lot more than you think. Especially, so, and then the other place, too, is, so, change the setting in your car uh, so that when you unlock your car, only the driver's side unlocks, so uh-huh. only the driver's door unlocks. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So even if you have other people, you can usually double-click it and it'll uh-huh. unlock all the, all the doors there. Right. Have. But for a single click, unlock, it should only unlock the driver's door. And that's a setting in your car. You can change that. Yeah. So change that. And then when you get out and get gas, lock your car when you're getting gas. And this is something that women do more than men. And this is actually the number one fire starter at a gas station, is getting in and out of your car while you're pumping gas. Because the number one thing that starts fires at gas stations is actually static electricity. (gasps) I do that. Well, women do it.
0: You know what I usually do while I'm pumping gas is I'm cleaning my car out.
1: Yeah, so cleaning it out is different. So no matter what you do, before you touch the nozzle of the gas pump again, touch your car, the outside of it, and ground yourself. So, but lock your car. Usually what you do (coughs) is if you're just going to stand out there and pump the gas or whatever you're going to do on your side of the car is lock your doors so that someone doesn't come in the passenger side and steal your purse or whatever, which you put on your passenger seat. That's (laughs) That true. That's true. <laughs> I didn't even have to ask. I know, women put their purse in your passenger seat. Yeah. And then you, what happens usually a lot of cars is you turn your car off and then you open your door and all the doors unlocked.
0: That's correct.
1: Right. So what happens Dude, now. Dude, my
0: brain is like, "Why?"
1: So for safety purposes, when you get out to pump gas or whatever, lock your car.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you have your keys. Right. And the pump is open. It's like, really, there's no reason for you to have the car unlocked. Yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah. Those are just a couple of safety items that'll save a lot of heartache because it's really easy. Like you said, that guy came and walked away with your laptop. Yeah. It's your friend's laptop, right? So it's not that hard at a gas station because you're there, you're pumping gas, your back is turned to your car. Usually. You're putting your card in there, right? Your purse is sitting on the passenger seat. It's well, not you're that hard on this. your phone. Well, yeah. you're on your phone or you're, you know, whatever. You know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Just right? neighing all over the
1: place. <laughs> yeah. And it's not just you. It's everybody. Yeah. This yeah. is a pretty normal thing. And they yeah. just walk by your car. They open your passenger door. Take your purse out. What they in close the it. world? They just lightly shut your door. You don't even notice. You don't even hear them because how often do you hear your passenger door open? Right. Right. And they just walk away with your purse. Okay. So lock the doors. Uh-huh. I mean, even I do it. Mm-hmm. I'm a big guy. Mm-hmm. You know? It's unlikely someone's going to see me and be like, hey, I'm going to rob that guy because right. he's not going to chase me and beat right. me to death. You know? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. But I'm saying, I still lock my I door. I on the other hand will be like, ah! Yeah, yeah, you're just yeah. screaming. <laughs> so, the point is, I lock my door. Right. When I get out to pump gas, I lock my doors. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I That's don't...
0: interesting. I, I honestly must just be super naive. Like, I just think, like, what's... Prior to this happening... I went to go like get a coffee and I left my stuff on the table. I was like, it's cool, it's right there. You know, I within eyesight of me.
1: Yeah.
0: But then I was thinking like people will probably steal people's kids. Like that.
1: Hey, anything they want.
0: Ew. Humans. Yeah. Anything else to keep us safe, Eric? Because clearly there are things that I'm surprised you haven't told me this earlier.
1: Pretty sure.
0: Oh yeah, probably. Have. <laughs> probably. <laughs> and I probably got lost within me telling the
1: joke. Um, I don't know. Newer cars are strange because they do so much for us now. You know, they tell us when our tires are low, and they tell us when to get oil changes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so. Make sure they get reset on time. So if you do go someplace and get an oil change, make sure they reset those things. Because mm-hmm. there's nothing worse than seeing that light all the time and not understanding. And then you drive like a thousand miles before someone actually resets it. Uh-huh. And now your timing's off for your oil changes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, tire pressure again is a big thing. Safety, and then don't pump gas and get in your car and sit down. Right. Especially ground. in the winter time. So the winter actually creates more static electricity because of the warmth in the car versus the cold outside. Uh huh. Because you're sliding in and out of your car, in and out of your car. I'm about to get gas at Costco after. This. Right, yeah. So that would be be. Yeah. So worst case scenario, just put your hand on your car before you touch the nozzle. Because actually, the number one place to spark is right after you get out of your car, you're wearing all this wool outfit. You know, you slide right. in and out, So now you basically rubbed your socks all over the floor. Yeah. You know, and you're about to shock your brother or sister with yeah. your finger because uh-huh. it's funny. Uh-huh. That's your life. <laughs> that was
0: never my life.
1: <laughs> so that little amount of shock is enough to ignite gasoline fuel. The fumes.
0: So interesting. Yeah,
1: and that's when your car catches on fire. I don't want my car catching on fire. No, nobody wants that. (laughs) Yeah, it's really bad. It's really hard to put out. (laughs) Something about gasoline being flammable. A
0: little bit. Yeah. Anything else? Uh,
1: I don't know. No, nothing really. I guess.
0: Would you want to be on the podcast again teaching something else? Yeah, anything you want. What would you want to teach? I
1: don't know.
0: I mean, apocalypse preparation.
1: I could do that all day. (laughs)
0: You really could. Yeah. I bet my mind would be completely blown about the things that would. Have.
1: I know it's super like, I know we live in a liberal area. <laughs> like, it just hurts my feelings all the time. But gun safety, mm-hmm. I could teach that. I want to go to do one of those ax throwing things. Would you come do that? No. I would. But <laughs>
0: I mean, I could just take you outside right now. We could do it. Have OK. Some truck. I feel like I am not. You do? That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I don't, you know what, I really don't, which I think I should, I'm totally pro, like, what is that, Second Amendment?
1: It's the Second Amendment. First yeah.
0: Amendment's the freedom of speech. Freedom
1: of speech, <laughs> what you're doing right now.
0: <laughs> but, like, I like. I don't want to be, this is the thing, I'm afraid of things that I don't know, which causes me to be in denial, which is why I don't know, right?
1: right? I understand, and that, my thing always is education, right? Right. Well, the more you know, the more it feels normal to you. Mm-hmm. And So, gun safety especially for women, should be number one. Because there's nothing that equalizes you over a man who's much bigger than you. Mm-hmm. Than a pistol. Right. You know? Yes. I mean, if some guy who's, you know, 300 pounds and bulky is mm-hmm. holding you down and taking your shit, uh-huh. there's nothing like getting a shot in the stomach to stop him, you know? Like, mm-hmm. True. True. I'm, I'm just saying, for women, I just don't understand why it's such, like, especially liberal women who are so against guns, I'm not saying you are, I'm just saying a lot are, it's like you would think that those people with the least amount of skills Mm -hmm. and potential for stopping anything from happening to them or their children would want to be able to protect themselves.
0: Yeah. At least knowledge, but I also think that's kind of what... I honestly think that's what's wrong with our society right now is that we're not willing to say, I don't know this, which is what the whole... Oh, yeah. Like, so I was just... For context, it doesn't matter when you're listening to this podcast, but there's a bunch of things in the news right now or whatever, and I was talking to a girlfriend yesterday, and I was like, I don't care, like, what's happening, like, what side. I just want to educate myself, Mm -hmm. and I feel like there's not enough people educating themselves, but there's a lot of people with opinions that are uneducated opinions. Yeah, and
1: the problem is, too, is when you have an opinion that you don't understand. And you fight about it, you know, especially emotionally, which mm-hmm. is strange to me. It's mm-hmm. like a, a, you have an emotional opinion about something and then yeah. someone tries to tell you, like, what's actually happening and mm-hmm. then you get angry. Mm-hmm. It's weird to me because it's like your first thing should always be, like, okay, what's well, really happening, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll tell you something. Anything you see on the news, anything about the government, it's so simple. Find out who's making the money and you'll find out the truth about everything.
0: Is that movie, Wag the Dog. Did you ever watch that movie? No, I never watched it. um... Do you know that Eric is the whole reason why I like Quentin Tarantino?
1: <laughs> Do you know that? I know because
0: that. of Reservoir Dogs. Oh, yeah,
1: I love that movie. That was
0: like, we saw that movie when I, when you were living in Florida, and that is the whole reason why, like, I will tolerate a Quentin Tarantino movie. <laughs> I don't like
1: all this stuff, but, yeah.
0: Did you watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No, I did
1: It was that. good. Yeah.
0: I'm surprised. Yeah, no, I didn't like any of, like, the vampire stuff. No, is that Robert Rodriguez?
1: No, no, that was both of them. They both yeah. did that.
0: Yeah, so, um, but I, um, that's the only reason why. Because of you. But, um, but yeah, maybe we'll have you back on, teach some gun safety, whatever. But I agree, like, follow, so, I'm sorry, follow, you said follow the money. Like who, Yeah, yeah,
1: so anytime you see them on the news, it doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. If you follow the money, figure out who's making the money, mm-hmm. you can find out the truth. Mm-hmm. About anything.
0: There's a lot of people making money in different areas, like now.
1: Gee, so no, no, I'm talking money. about the big money. I'm oh. not talking about, like, someone put 500 bucks in their pocket. I'm no. talking about how, like, the Iraq War after 9-11, Holly Burton, who was owned by Dick Cheney, who was a major thing of that, uh-huh. that company made $11 trillion off that war. Uh. So in case you're wondering why the war started or if you have any questions about that, <laughs> the guy made $11 trillion, with a T, not a B. Mm-hmm. That's a thousand billions. God, I would love it's Eleven thousand like, billions, in case you're wondering. <laughs> so, which brings me to my final
0: question that I will ask everybody. Let's say you win the lottery, five hundred million dollars. What is do you have a lottery plan? Yes. Do you mind sharing your lottery? You don't have to share the whole thing, but I'll, let, tell, I'll
1: okay. tell you the exact thing you should do when you win the lottery. Okay. Start a corporation okay. and have the corporation cash the ticket. Why? So the <laughs> California government. When you go to cash your lottery ticket, if you don't want your name in the paper, which most of you shouldn't, yeah, they charge a percentage to not put it in the paper, of your lottery winning. Mm. Like, how is that even legal? Yeah, that's like, that's like, bright. That's like some sort of like, uh, I don't know, mafia thing. You know, oh, we won't tell anybody it was you if you pay us. Like, right. <laughs> so you start a corporation. Yeah. You know, name it whatever, it doesn't even matter at this point. It shouldn't be Renee Sagan Corporation. Yeah, you know, don't name it your name. It should be something like not Renee Sagan right. Corporation. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> name it something good that's kind of, you know, whatever. Have them cash the ticket. Who gives a shit if they put it in the paper at uh-huh. that point, right? And as a corporation, you have a lot more tax shelters for the money. So just to let you know, like the first five million dollars a corporation like brings in is only taxed at like ten percent. Huh. Five million. If you made five million dollars personally, you're taxed at like forty six percent.
0: Right. I would love to make five million dollars personally. I'm just saying.
1: So basically, (laughs) the first five million, right? And with corporations, their taxes come at the end of the year after they spent all their money, so Uh they get to be taxed on gross. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, on um, yeah, gross instead of net. I can't remember which one. Right. right.
0: Wait, net's what? Net's Nets after
1: taxes. After taxes, so they get taxed on net, not Mm -hmm. gross. Okay. So. Unlike you, we all get taxed on growth. Like, mm. my taxes are done off my, my actual, like, what I should be making. Mm-hmm. Which is dumb. Oh, because, like, when I actually figure out, like,
0: that's what I could have been living on, that's crazy. Right. But whatever. So, what is the big thing you would buy? All right, for my own. I need you say that. I'm actually, like, I would
1: do, like, a spending spree of, like, I material what, things. No, don't do that. You'd buy properties first. <laughs> buy mm. rental Monopoly. properties? Mm-hmm. No, no. Little. little duplexes and fourplexes and stuff like that. Things that you can rent, that you bought in cash, that pay you money. Mm-hmm. And then that money, remember any property you buy, you always put away 23%. Of, that's you made. said remember like I know that. You're like, remember. And I'm like, twenty-three no, i learning that now. <laughs> <laughs> so for maintenance costs mm-hmm. of the property. Mm-hmm. So if you put away 23% of everything they pay you, uh-huh. that's the maintenance of, mm-hmm. the, of everything. Roofs and... And yeah. property tax? No. No, no, because you're paying all that stuff. Property tax is a robbery anyways. But, so anyways, so uh, buy properties and then you do enough properties to cover whatever you want to spend all the time.
0: You know that I actually would like to buy a property in a college town. I've oh, yeah, thought about too. this because then cuz you know who I learned that from is my landlord, not the, not the crazy one before this one, but the one before that one where, where I rented the condo. She was like, "Yeah, I rented like a, I rented like an apartment." And then, that is because then you could rent it like an apartment.
1: See, this could be a whole other podcast, but you should get it together. You have tons of friends, unlike me. Uh, get together with a ton of your friends and start a right. A right? Real Estate Investment Trust. Uh-huh. And what you do is you all pool get together all your little amount of money, and you buy one of those. I feel
0: like whenever you involve friends and money, though, it gets a little bit dicey.
1: That's what a right is for. So the right is a trust. So the trust has to, as a whole, basically they make rules about it, as a whole have to agree about everything beforehand. And usually it's basically like either an even split or a split based on what percentage you put in. Huh. So and then you that's buy it. one, and then that's the hardest one. Mm-hmm. And the second one's the second hardest. And then after that, they're pretty much easy because everyone has money then coming in all the time. Huh. And you guys do it together. Yeah. You know what I'll never realize right now? I don't know if I... I talk to you and never
0: look you in the eye. Your eyes are green. Yeah.
1: And they're (laughs) actually hazel, so they turn (laughs) color. I'm
0: like, have they been that way for the past 20 years? Like, why have I not known that?
1: You know, either because they're lighter green because of my glycoma medicine.
0: Oh. Okay. I was like,
1: Eric, has that always been? Usually they're roughly brownish green during the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they only turn green at night. But now, because of the glycoma medicine, they've been turning super green. Interesting. I was like,
0: your eyes are super light.
1: Okay. (laughs) <laughs> it's so weird. I
0: know. Weird. I was like, have I never looked you in the eye before? Like, have I just never talked to you? Um, I I wish you guys all had a friend like Eric. It's um, And that is not to like, because that's really not our MO. We're not cheesy people. Um, but I feel like it's important to have people that have known you your whole life. And um, what I appreciate about my friendship with Eric in specific is that we're completely two different people that you would never like... And I feel like Eric's one of the reasons why I feel like I could get married. Like, because, not to Eric, (laughs) because Eric is married, Um, but because I feel like Eric's a friend that has, like, loved me through every season of my life, and is probably one of the people that I could always look at, and I know that he and his family are going to support me, and whatever. And it's not like we've ever, like, fully agreed on things, but... I feel like in every big milestone of my life, I've looked there, and Eric's been there, and I think kind of the same is that um, when he deployed, were was is that? Is that called deploy? When he went to boot camp, yeah, sure. I was there, like you know what I mean. And so for every for for a lot of the big moments, I've seen him in my life, and so I think it's a great example of like. Man, you just like enjoy the people that you have around you and you grow with each other. Cause it's not the same friendship no. when we were in high school and Thinking I can tell you <laughs> drinking at your house or like sneaking white Russians to grad night. <laughs> but like, you know, like I just think that um, you learn to grow with each other and. We and that includes moving because oh, yeah. you moved across the country, then you moved to like different areas: Chicago,
1: you... Florida, Virginia, San Diego. Meanwhile,
0: I've stayed here, <laughs> literally in this zip code for we're my still Allie from you. <laughs> I know exactly, and and this is Allie's love note to know that we're gonna have you on the show because Eric's been on the show now, so. Thank you guys so much for listening. Find you a friend like Eric. Do all the tips that you have. If they work for you, um, email us at nadiculous at gmail.com. If you are like, hey, I wish you would talk about this, we'll have Eric back on to talk about several things. Real estate, guns, all kinds of things. They're just a shoot the crap. Yeah. Um, literally. All right. Anything, last words from you? Anything you want them no? to, like, buy from you? No? No product to buy? I don't
1: sell anything.
0: Okay. All right. Thank you guys so much. Um, We will see you soon. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Nadiculous. Please feel free to, again, like, follow, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts as well as on SoundCloud. Also, if you have any ideas for the show or would like to be on the show, email us at nadiculous at gmail.com. That's N-A-E-D-I-C-U-L-O-U-S.